Hello everyone and welcome back to Scene here on 90.7 FM. You are listening to Art Smitten and my name is Christina. I'm also here today with my lovely co-host Rachel and we are joined by our lovely guest Richard Sawada. He has worked in the arts sector for decades and he has a clear passion for the Australian film industry. He's the founder and director of the Revelation Perth International Film Festival, which began in 1997. He also co-directed the Brisbane International Film Festival in 2018 and is currently the director of the 2022 St Kilda Film Festival, which we're here to speak about with him today. This year marks the 39th year for the festival and it returns to the big screen, yes, in real life from Friday the 27th of May to Sunday the 5th of June. Thanks so much for joining us today, Richard. Thanks, Christina. Look, I've been called a lot of things in my career and my life, but lovely who's not one of them, so thank you. <laughs> no worries. And I'll just pass it on to Rachel to start asking the questions. What is the St Kilda Film Festival about and what is its main mission? Well, uh, good question. Uh, the St Kilda Film Festival is Australia's longest-running short film festival, so it's about celebrating short films and short-form media. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's been going 39 years. It's, um, it contains, this year we've got 72 brand new Australian short films uh, produced over the last 12 months uh, of all kinds, um, science fiction, horror, drama, experimental, animation, music, all kinds of, um, all kinds of forms. Um, I like to be as open-minded as I can possibly be with um, looking at the films and including the kinds of films that we do. It's very important. Media has changed so much over the last, you know, I was going to say three years, but really the last decade. Uh, and so, you know, there's this incredible convergence of forms of games and VR and augmented reality, which I work a little bit in. I work a little bit in VR as well and then traditional forms and experimental forms as well. So I really try and bring all these things together so people who love cinema can see the diversity of Australian cinema, but also people that are interested in, um, in a career in the media can see that you don't have to be one thing anymore. You don't have to be a director or a cinematographer or a producer working in traditional cinema forms. You can be working, you know, if you're a writer, you can be working in games. You can be working in traditional cinema forms. You can be working in virtual reality and you can be working in and across a whole range of things. So, you know, it's now the festival is really different to, to what it was in the in recent years because of the different, the different kinds of media forms that are available, but also kind of the, the audience too, like, Pre-COVID, no one in the, the film sector really thought about streaming things and no one, you know, in the, the film festival world, everyone was just like locked into an old way of doing things, which I've always tried to challenge and always tried to think, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it like this? You know, is there a better way? And, and that sort of thing. So COVID really forced film festivals particularly and arts festivals to really think about their audience in a different way. It's like, where are you? Who are you? You know, why, why are you watching? And how are you watching? So all these things are really super interesting for me. Uh, and I've worked in the online environment for the last 
six years or so building a streaming service with the festival that I do in WA. So I kind of had a pretty good grasp of that. But, you know, that's kind of the heart of the festival in many ways is not just the filmmakers experimenting with the form and their careers, but us experimenting with what it is that we do. So it's not a one-way flow and it's not a, oh, yes, you know, we're the, we're the boss of everything. We know what's going on. It's much more a, an experiment for us as much as it is for the filmmakers. So um, that, that kind of propels the event. So that's, that's the heart of the event. Yeah, so we deal with a lot of filmmakers. We also have like an online program, a little bit of an online program. Yeah, so we deal with uh, a whole range of filmmakers, which I really love. Uh, and the ability online as well, the, the event is primarily in the real world this year, but doing things online too just allows us to reach people in places that may not, you know, they might, they might think creatively they're alone. They might think, you know, socially they're alone, especially when you're talking about gender and culture and that sort of thing. And these kind of films can reach people that may not have experienced these kind of films before in this kind of thinking before and that is a very very important thing for me and the festival is to be able to say hey look you know you're not alone and we're here with you uh, so that's that's a that's just a personal little thing that I like but um, yeah that's the heart of the festival. Why were you drawn to this festival? Why did you want to be part of it? Ah okay I've never been asked a question like that before. Um, the, the answer is the uh, I live in the film industry in, on the film festival side. It's just what I do. It's what I've always done. I've worked in showing movies in various forms in cinemas and and other places for the last thirty years. Um, that's kind of all I've done. Uh, the St Kilda Film Festival is probably about one of the most well-known film festivals in the country. Certainly amongst new and emerging filmmakers, it's a major stepping stone to a career if you're wanting to work in feature films or feature documentaries or, or something like that. So the festival itself, although it's dealing with short films, is probably one of the most significant and important film festivals in the country. To work with a festival and for a festival that has that kind of impact uh, and that kind of um, reputation is an, a very important thing for me. It's a very important thing for my career. What makes it even better is working with filmmakers who are a new, emerging and mid-career, where they're really thinking critically and really thinking differently about what it is that they do. And being part of their career if I can, in, in a small way, like being involved, like uh, programming their films in the, in the film festival is a very profound thing for me and a very important thing for me as it is for them. It's, it, it, it can be like, if, if it's your first film, you'll, you never forget it. You never forget the experience of going to a film festival and being included in a film festival for the first time, despite the fact that you may have been making films for a long time before that. It doesn't matter your age. Um, and then suddenly there is a, um, a, you know, an acknowledgement of that work and that you're actually getting somewhere and moving somewhere and that someone else understands you and, and understands your work in relation to all the other work that you get. 
to, that, you, that you see. Like I see probably just with the St Kilda Film Festival, at least 600 short films a year that I look at just for the festival. That's a lot of films and that's a lot of competition. So um, I really love being part of that life of the films and the filmmakers. That's the most rewarding part and being able to facilitate where I can that forward movement of the filmmakers. I love it. It's, it's really, really important and it's really personal to them and personal to me. And the filmmakers that you deal with, um, whether they be cinematographers, directors, producers, whatever, they're great. They're so much fun. Uh, and the working in the area that I am, because it's not the Sydney Film Festival and it's not the Melbourne Film Festival, which has a whole other layer of formality to it, which I'm not necessarily up with. You know, I like a much more informal, I like a much more rock and roll kind of type approach. I love a much more, you know, uh, just do it approach. And the St Kilda Film Festival has got that and it has always had that. It's got a sense of play and playfulness, which I really love. So all those things combined make this, for me, a dream job. Um, it's really great. It's lots of fun. The films are awesome. You, certainly with the short film as well, as opposed to feature documentaries and feature films, you're seeing a different kind of, you're seeing a much more energetic type film. And you're also seeing a, such a great snapshot of the way creative people are thinking. Um, so when you're watching like 600 plus movies, you really get a sense of the movement of the creative movements, you know what I mean? Like every year there's a different kind of a thing, you know, some year people are really interested in design and architecture. Sometimes it, people are really interested in, um, you know, in indigenous films, uh, sometimes films, uh, you know, made by women and, and gender-based films really come to the surface. So those kind of things, like they really, it's really fantastic to see. Uh, and uh, for me, professionally it's a really really important thing to be able to interpret the creative mood of Australia and the world uh, it keeps me completely in, in touch with the way people are thinking before many people actually think of it you know what I mean so you know when when you look at creative works they're beyond where culture is right now where culture and politics is you know they're, they're thinking ahead uh, and I like being in tune with that futurist kind of type thinking and that experimenting. So that's that's why I'm attracted to the event. Um, and um, it's very, very rewarding for, for me personally. A big part of the St Kilda Film Festival is a short film competition. Could you tell us about the competition and what the process selecting which films to showcase is like? Ah, well, the competition. So there's like about 16 categories uh, which reward excellence and innovation in filmmaking in Australia, short filmmaking. So there are awards for like uh, best editing, best young actor, uh, you know, best cinematography, uh, best film, best directing uh, and best animation uh, and a whole range of, of awards in, in that nature. Uh, again, you know, for filmmakers winning an award uh, at a, any film festival is a very, very uh, big and prestigious thing. Um, the, one of the differences with the St Kilda Film Festival is that we're 
accredited with the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which is the Oscars. Um, so if you're a winner in certain categories, let's say like best animation, best drama uh, and such, your film is eligible to be um, entered into the Oscars. Uh, some films have won. Uh, I've been to various film, international film festivals where short films that have screened at the St Kilda Film Festival, like at the Cannes Film Festival, for instance, have been nominated for the Palme d'Or, which is next to the Oscars, probably the most prestigious prize in the world. Um, and um, so I've seen that happen. I haven't seen them win, but I've seen them be there and I've seen them be nominated, which is pretty, pretty good. Uh, and a real buzz too. So for them to be in Oscar contention, the, the possibility Oscar consideration is brilliant. Um, so that's that's what it means to the filmmakers, both professionally and in terms of their relationship to the film festival and industry internationally. And um, the selection process, now that is a whole other beast. The With the selection process, we have 10, um, assessors who I, because um, we have so many entries, they can't look at them all. Um, I give them a certain section of the alphabet and they look at like uh, A to, to F, uh, one group, and then G to, you know, L, another group. And that's, that's how I break it up. Um, I, I try and look at every film that's submitted to us. So let's say it's 600, I try and look at them all. Um, I'll say straight off the bat that not all of them are good. You know, uh, there's probably about 30% that you look at that you think, you know what, you can make a movie. Uh, and so I put them to the side. Uh, and then when I'm programming out of those 600 programming, let's say for instance, 70 this year, that's like only 10% of the films about that you, that you get sent, get in. Uh, so, uh, so, so I have my 30%, which I think, you know, these, these are good movies. Uh, and then I see the little islands that develop. And like what I was saying before about the movements, various movements, like there are things that you see happening, like, you know, LGBTQIA plus films, you know, there's like, okay, here's, a, here's the cluster there. Here's a cluster that's looking at, um, you know, relationships. So that, that, that thing develops over there. And then there's like uh, the horror. And it's like, which you always know you're going to get. So it's like, okay, there's the horror here. So those programs start to uh, emerge. And then from there, you've got to hone them down into 70. So the 10%. So you've got 30%, you've got to get it down to 10. Um, which by, um, it, just out of interest, is, the, is what all film festivals program to. They know that of everything that they look at, only 10% of what they look at is going to be screened. So for filmmakers, I say, look, you're not in competition with 600. You're in competition with 10%. So if you, if you show a, a, a sense of how to tell a story and how to compose a frame, they're the two things, how to compose a frame and how to tell a story, you're in with a pretty good chance of, of at any film festival, not just the St Kilda Film Festival, any film festival. And for filmmakers that might be listening to, to this broadcast, I would say your film school is watch, 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 and watch, and watch, and watch. Because all the mistakes have been made before. 
uh, by other filmmakers, you don't have to make them. They've done it for you. So just your, your screen education is watching as many films as you possibly can and understanding how the frame and the story works. So that's, that's, how it, that's how it works. And then while I'm honing them down, then I look at what the assessors are saying about the films, because often many of the films are not made for me. They're not made for someone my age. They're not made for a male. Uh, they're made for a different person. Uh, so I look at that. I look at what they say, and see how it matches up with what I think. And uh, often things that they give a very high mark to, I won't put in, but just because I don't like it uh, or I don't think it works. But other times, things that uh, they give a very low mark to, I, I, I will put in. Uh, and so it, it balances it balances itself out like that. But I have to say. Often there will be good good movies that I see, but I don't put in because the, the point of the festival in many ways is for the films to have a relationship to each other. Um, so, so it's a journey for the audience. So let's say, for instance, if you're making a movie and you shoot the best thing that you'll ever shoot in your entire life, but it doesn't have a relationship to the story, you cut it out. Not because it's not a great shot, but it doesn't have a relationship to the other things around it. So that's, that's the way that I put the film program together is each of the sessions that I do with, let's say, eight films, I try and have them talk to each other. It's like hanging pictures in a gallery. You don't hang all the pictures from a single artist when you're doing an, an exhibition. You hang the ones that go together. So that's, that's how that works for me. I know that's a bit of a roundabout explanation, but principally, 10% of the entries get in uh, and they they tell a story to each other. And hey, presto, the festival. Well, I've got to tell all my friends about this. This is absolutely incredible. And it sounds like an absolutely wonderful opportunity. I think that, um, I think the Under the Radar competition is also part of the film festival and features short films by young and emerging filmmakers like a lot of my friends from university and other places. Why is it important, especially now, to be showcasing young filmmakers and giving them platform for them for their work. <clears throat> well, there's a couple of things there. One, it's they're usually the best, uh, and uh, the the other is that you know the film industry is so hard to break into. Uh, it, it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of thought and a lot of commitment, and it's it's very very hard to break into. If we can provide a break just that little glimpse into a, a world that could be and could be theirs, um, we, we will do it. Uh, and something like Under the Radar provides that opportunity for young people's work, new and emerging filmmakers to be seen on alongside uh, some considerable, you know, uh, and very skillful screen artists uh, in Australia who are much older than them, uh, but age, it's not a it's not a barrier in many ways, and I'll tell you, with a, another film festival that I've been involved with, the Revelation Film Festival, which you mentioned in the intro, um, we had a filmmaker submit a film to us a number of years ago, and an ex experimental film, and I looked and I thought, man, this is awesome. I love experimental movies, just by the way, and I thought, oh wow, this really holds. This is a strong one. Anyway, I contacted her and said, look, I love your movie. Um, can we show it? 
And she responded, she was 12. Uh, and uh, she has submitted a film to the film festival every year since then. And I don't look at names of the people submitting films when I, when I get to films, I just look at the movie. And without fail, every year since then, this is like seven years ago, she has had a film in the film festival. Uh, and in some years, she's actually flown out from the States with the folks to, to talk and represent her film in sleepy old Perth. Uh, and so, you know, age is not a, a problem. Uh, and there's, I, I've discovered beautiful works in, in very, very young people still at school. Uh, and just out of primary school almost. Uh, so it's not, it's not a thing. Uh, so to, um, to provide the opportunity for, film, for those young filmmakers to be on stage alongside other filmmakers on the massive screen at the Astor Cinema uh, in, with full 5.1 surround sound, uh, you know, in front of 900 people, you know, that's a buzz. And that's a life change, that can be a life changing buzz. Uh, and if we can do this, do it through under the radar and other programs, you know, uh, it makes me very happy. And absolutely to... love the Astor. It is so beautiful. Oh, it, it's incredible! It's incredible! It's such a beautiful cinema. There's you can count on one hand the amount of cinemas like that in the country. Um, yeah, and it was rated one of the in the top ten of of um, uh, you know tr traditional cinemas in the world of its kind. Yeah, it's amazing. Is there like a highlight of the festival that you're looking forward to in particular? Ah, okay. Well, uh, that's very difficult. Uh, and in other interviews, I would say you're wanting to you wanting me to kill my babies now and just have my favorite sitting next to me at the table. Uh, but it's it's very it's very hard to do. Yeah, there's I love horror films, so you know that's a thing, uh, and science fiction films. So that's that you know that's a perennial favorite for me. But what one of my favorite programs in the program is the LGBTQIA plus program. I think you know that program this year is really amazing. It's so look. I'll, I'll take it back a step and say COVID in films has taught us a few things over the last couple of years. And one of them is that the best stories or some of the best stories are right in your own house and right next door. And that film program has got that sense of the small and the small intimate relationships that people have, the, the way people understand themselves uh, and come to an understanding about themselves and the way they relate to each other. Um, and uh, and the strength that that can give them. So that you know that might sound like a little bit of a you know kind of a bit over the top or overly dramatic or whatever, but it's there in the program, and I I really love it. So that's a program that I think is a really really good one. Um, it's outstanding actually. Uh, so that that would be my favourite, uh, and that's screening at the Pride Centre. Um, which if people haven't been to the Pride Centre in Fitzroy Street in St Kilda to have a look at, it's amazing. It's really great. The architecture, just if you're into architecture, let alone any, you know, anything about the lesbian and gay community, uh, but um, the architecture is brilliant. So um, you should come along and have a squeeze. The showings are curated by genre, for example, the Australian Documentary Showcase for themes, 
Could you give us an example of one of the screenings that is curated around a theme and tell us a little bit about the process behind it? Ah, okay. All right. Well, look, you know, things like the horror program and, and there's a kind of a, a sci-fi type program in there too. They, sci-fi and horror and genre films like that are probably the films that you can count on the most. And LGBTQIA plus films, actually, are probably the, the, the three components that you can count on the most that you are bound to get a program out of them because you get a lot of films in that uh, in in those in those areas, so they they you know those those programs develop under their own right. The documentary one, although documentary might sound like an easy kind of type program, well, it's a documentary. You know how hard is it to put it in a documentary program? Um, and animation's the same as well. There can be so many forms of documentary, uh, of experimental documentary, portrait documentary, environmental documentary, natural history documentary, um, ethnographic, you know, which is when you're talking about cultures and people and that sort of thing. So the, there's all these different strands um, from the highly experimental to the forms that we know and love. Same with animation. So these things in a broader program, some of these works could just as easily transpose into the LGBT program. They can um, sometimes transpose themselves into uh, the animation program and that sort of thing. So they can they can move around. But thinking about how to, to get the most out of these films, because really that's what I'm trying to do, is by putting the films together in a certain order and a certain way, it's not, it, it is, and allow them to talk to each other. It, it brings the films out themselves uh, and shines a different light on them. And often we get filmmakers looking at their films in the various programs and, and saying, Wow, I never really noticed that in my film before. Or I, I, I never, I didn't realize that you know it could be seen in that way. Um, and that's the that's the art of curating. And that's the art, the same art, the same skill as hanging pictures in a gallery. You 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 frame them in a, you, you frame them in a certain way. The frame tells as much story as what happens inside it. The um, the light that you shine, the way you shine the light onto the picture to bring out the various textures of the brush strokes and canvas and all that sort of thing. That's as important as the, the frame itself and as the picture itself. So all these things, let's say looking at the documentary program um, of, because uh, there's documentaries in other parts of the program that I, I didn't put in the documentary program. So it's, it's how do the textures work together? And how do they how do they move together? So an audience that watches the program from the start to the finish sees a, a, not a bunch of short films, but a singular feature film. And I think that's what I've been trying to do with the program overall. Is it's I, I was going to say it's very easy to put a bunch of short films together. It's it's hard-ish, but. You, you can put good movies together and just bash them together and here's your program, um, which is what a lot of other film festivals do. But that only becomes a bunch of short films that, that's put together. What I try and create is a, a program, is a feature program, like as if people go in and sit down and watch a feature film at the movies from beginning to end. I try and deliver them a feature film and the shots in my feature film 
are the, the short films themselves. Uh, and the, the break between the two, they're the edit points. And I, like I see my shot, which is one film, and then I'll pick it up and move it here, like just like what you do in an editing room when you're making a movie, and cut those two together. That short film before it and the short film I've just put in, there's a scene. And then I get the other, another short film and then put it there or there or insert it in the middle. So I get like a, a, a conceptual flow. Now, audience, audiences might not, might not even notice that, that kind of conversation that I'm having with them. But that's what I'm trying to do as well. It's, it's a subliminal conversation that they might not notice, but when they walk out at the end, they walk out with something more than just a bunch of short films. They walk out with an, an idea that I kind of implanted in their head and, um, uh, and the, the filmmakers are the, the, um, the people having the conversation. So that's how that works. That's all our questions for today. Thank you again, Richard, for joining us here on Artspin. Remember to check out the web at kildafilmfestival.com.au for more info and to book tickets to the screenings. The St Kilda Film Festival runs from Friday the 27th of May to Sunday the 5th of June, so don't miss out. You are listening to Art Smitten here on Sin, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show.